Hello and welcome to Secrets of Organ Playing podcast. We are your hosts, Vidas Pinkavichus and Oshamut Zeta Pinkavichin. We've been mastering secrets of organ playing for more than 20 years and sharing them on this blog since 2011. On this show, which we create from our home in Vilnius, Lithuania, we strive to help you grow in every area of organ playing, including practice, technique, repertoire, sight reading, hymn playing, improvisation, composition, music theory, harmony, and many others. Our hope is to help you become a complete musician, or what we call as total organist, a program which we have created to help you reach your dreams faster than you would do on your own. If you are new here, we invite you to subscribe to receive free updates of this blog at organduo.lt. By subscribing, you will also receive free video on how to master any organ composition and 10-day organ playing mini course. And now let's go to the podcast for today. Hi guys, this is Vidas. And Tosha. Let's start episode 287 of Secrets of Organ Playing podcast. And uh, this question was sent by Lori and also Diane. And they both are our total organist students. And uh, I've uh, asked uh, a question uh, at the end of the week. Um, what are they struggling with recently, you know? And Laurie answered uh, by writing, My biggest struggle has always been just do it. If I can get myself to the organ bench, Oh, and by the way, I have a practice instrument in my home. I can have a good time practicing, but for some reason it is very difficult to get myself to the bench. And then Diane added, I often have the same issue. Uh, I have a practice organ at home as well, but I'm not actively playing organ in any church right now. Our church only has a keyboard, and unfortunately they are happy with that. So I always feel like there are more pressing things for me to do than practice. But there are few things I enjoy more. That's a nice comment, Osha, right? Yes, it is. And very, sort of, really common for, I think, many Just people. Just sitting down on the organ bench is half of the job. Right? Yes, it is, because if you sit down, you definitely will play something. If you said to yourself, okay, I don't have an hour, I don't have half a day to practice, and I even don't have 30 minutes, maybe 15 minutes I don't have, right? What about just sight reading one page? What about two minutes, right? Can I sit down on the bench and play for two minutes without stopping? And guess what happens? you continue to play more, right? If you trick yourself like that. True. But for me, for example, if I have, you know, want to relax when I'm playing, I usually play music that I know well. What would that be? Songs by ABBA? <laughs> no. It would be like E-flat major prelude and fugue by G.S. Bach. Or, you know, if I don't have time, it would be... One Chorale by G.S. Bach. 
performed by ABBA. Yeah, no, performed by me. And if I play piano, then it would be probably a piece by Johann Brahms. Or no, a suite or couple of suites, uh, couple of dances from you know D.S. Bach suites. You have a few favorites, right? Yes, I have a few favorites that make me happy. And you would take those favorites to an in, in uninhabited island to yours? Yes, to or the middle movement of Beethoven's you know, pathetic sonata. I love it. In E flat major. Well, who wouldn't? Beethoven is so sweet sometimes, especially his slow movements. Or sometimes I play Mozart's variations, you know, in A major for piano. It's fun too. So it seems like you're um, um, a fan of uh, gentle and sweet music, right, Ocean? Well, for re- relaxation, yes. Would you recommend to Lori and Diane perhaps to pick some favorite pieces to play? Sure, and maybe, you know, after playing that piece, your favorite piece, you would play, you continue playing something else, something that you need or want to learn. Oh, it's like like uh, give yourself a reward just for sitting down. Give yourself a candy, musical candy, right? I know, yes. And then once you had your candy, you can eat soup and vegetables and <laughs> any other healthy stuff. Maybe not such a good idea to eat candy before soup, but... But you do it. Yes. Nice. Well, but but for example, for me, what is the most you know motivating thing to play, to practice, even when I'm tired and when I don't have time and when I just want to lie down and don't do anything? Like yesterday, for example. Mm-hmm. I had very stressful and long day. I Doing what? Uh, well, I was teaching at school. Mm-hmm. And then in the middle of that, I had to go, go to the hospital to get to you know my medicine. And what what did I and do then, during time, well, that time? You drove me to that hospital. Uh-huh. But then later on, I had to come back at school with all my medicine in a cold bag, cooling bag, mm-hmm. you know, and I still had to teach a few classes. And Vidas was waiting for me in the car that time. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I had to come back home to do all the, you know, homely stuff. And then I felt so exhausted. So I decided to take a walk. So Vidas and I walked in the woods for maybe an hour or hour and a half. And then I still felt, you know, really exhausted. And Vidas told me, oh, don't practice today. But I thought, you know, I have to practice today because it was Friday and upcoming Tuesday I have a recital. How was your so blood pressure yesterday? It was good. It was low. Low? Yes. So low is good? Yes, low is good. For you? Yes. Um, uh, the reason I said, I suggested you skip practice is because I was worried about your blood pressure jumping up to the sky. Well, you better worry about your blood pressure. Why? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> then I guess walking in the woods really helped uh, you to relax and uh, get some energy from the 
growing things. Yes, but you know, to make a long story short, uh, what I meant, you know, that if you have upcoming performance, any kind of performance, you no know, church service, recital, hymn festival, it will push you to practice regularly. So you know, you always need to have a goal and to set a date by which you have to learn something and to do something. I'm just thinking if people can always get this kind of public accountability like we do, right? We schedule public performances all the time and we have the motivation to practice this time. Well, this, look, this way. Both, you know, Lori and Diane told that we have home organ so we can make recitals, home recitals for the family. Or we're friends. Right. Invite. Neighbors. Pets. If they have pets, they could... Uh, uh, their pets could sit around. Well, home listen. music, you know, home concerts, it's a good idea. Maybe, you know, ask your neighbors. Maybe we have never heard organ playing. And maybe we don't know that you are playing organ. Yes. What if their level is too low for, for performing in public. If they feel they, they are just beginners, you know, what to do then? Well, anyway, if you will practice, you will improve. And you could perform uh, on at your level, right? You don't necessarily have to play Beethoven sure. or Vierne, or but you could play two-part inventions. That's right. Or, or something, hymns, you could play hymns. Yes. Even if you can't play four-part hymns, you can play soprano and uh, bass with the hands only. And that would sound actually very nice. Yes. And, you know, as um, Diane wrote that her church, you know, has only a keyboard and doesn't care, you know, of getting organ, maybe she could look for another church. Right. Don't feel like you have to work there uh, or play there all your life, right? Uh, if you if you do your art and your art is not appreciated there, so why whatever? Right. True. Uh, if the church maybe feels that they have other priorities. Of course, they should have other priorities before, besides organ, but organ is, remember, is also very important, integral part of the service. Besides pastor or priest, organist is sort of communicator and collaborator on the same level. And probably the most highly tra trained professional in the congregation. True. So, yes, um, go where you would be more appreciated. I'm not sure if she is feeling that way, but uh, if that would be the case, I would probably slowly start looking elsewhere. And, you know, when you have an organ at home, think how lucky you are, because there are so many organists who would, you know, do anything just, you know, to have an organ at home and we don't 
So, you are privileged. Your situation is privileged, so, you know, take advantage of it. And uh, when you don't have an organ at home, when you have to go out and play someplace else, you feel more motivated, actually. Like like if, if we go to the gym, right, and we want to work out in the gym, we feel more motivated than to working out at the home. Right, because because what we were pay, paying for the membership at the gym, right? It's in in investment, and um, and other people will be practicing in there in that group too. So it's sort of support supporting each other. So going out uh, to the church to practice is actually good, healthy. Yes, uh, yes. A lot of artists don't don't like to pr- to work and create at home because of, of family situations, right? Mm, so they, they kind of set up their studio on the other side of the town, maybe. Well, you know, with many artists in Lithuania, I think it's a, another reason why we don't want to work at home. Because at least in Soviet times, artists drank a lot mm-hmm. of alcohol. And, you know, if you have a family, you definitely wouldn't want to do that in front of your kids and your wife. Mm-hmm. So I think it was sort of weird way to escape and, you know, to to be a little bit bohemian. Right. That's my opinion. No, no, you are definitely right about that. That's another side of creating art. Right, es- escaping yes. reality. So, but you know, I don't think many organists have the same problem as you know artists used to have in those days. Right, and because uh, organists are always creating alone and performing alone, we're used to being alone. An artist. Uh, they get together in groups sometimes, right? They discuss art and, and not only art, but in groups, it's a different feeling. Okay, so closing probably advice would be to get some public ac- accountability, definitely. Yes, I think this would be the best motivation. And even consider modern tools, technology. What about... You can perform at home, right? You can record yourself at home and uh, publish it online. That would be your motivation. You can even set up a social media channel where your followers would start waiting for your new videos or recordings uh, to come up regularly, right? You could, you sort of uh, would feel responsible for showing up and practicing that way. And if your, let's say, your family or your other relations no live, let's say... In another town, you could, you know, perform for them on Skype. Oh, nice, right. That's a possibility. That's a nice way to interact with the family, keep uh, connected. Yes. Thank you guys for listening, for sending us your thoughtful questions and feedback. We love helping you grow. And um, remember, when you practice... Miracles happen. This blog is supported by Total Organist, the most comprehensive organ training program online. 
where you will find courses for every area of organ playing, including technique, practice, sight reading, repertoire playing, hymn playing, improvisation, composition, music theory and harmony, with hundreds of scores and thousands of exercises. Here is what some of the students are saying. Hugh writes, the sight reading course has helped me tremendously. Thank you very much for your essays, courses and all your help. Robert writes, I found the fingerings, registration ideas and general comments to be excellent. John writes, I have found your download very helpful. It was really excellent. I have watched some of your teaching videos and when I read your instructions. I try to imagine you are there teaching me. You may feel disappointed that I am two three days behind, but I am a slow learner and I have committed to taking the time to get it right, as you say. But the other night my wife commented that she had never heard me play such a detailed melody in the left hand so well. My left hand is generally poor. Robert writes, It has been a great pleasure in my life of having discovered your courses and material as well as the YouTube work of recordings. You have a calm and pleasant way of teaching. Ron writes, Hi Vides and Osha, thank you guys. What a wonderful response to my email note to you. You've got me right, and I feel you understand my level of playing. Yes, at home and lucky that I have an organ for that reason. I am paying attention to this, and I am going to try this haha no longer secret model. Yes, and I love Caesar Frank too. What is very nice about your blog podcast is that Osha and Vidas are like a Socratic dialogue, and by bouncing things off of each other, so much more information comes out and is expressed. Your comments contain a wealth of information and understanding. I really appreciate this. It is very inspiring and will keep us moving forward. Would you like to receive the same or even better results that our students are getting? If so, join them at organduo.lt slash total dash organist. And of course, you will get the first month free too. You can cancel anytime. Also, if you haven't yet subscribed to receive free updates of this blog, make sure you do that at organduo.lt. By subscribing, you will also receive free video, how to master any organ composition and... 10-day organ playing mini course. This was Vidas and Osha from Secrets of Organ Playing. And remember, when you practice, miracles happen.